Hey, hey, hey. In today's episode, we're going to be having a beautiful, hopeful mental health discussion with Andy Ochoa. So I wanted to mention a little bit of a trigger warning for those that may not be ready to, um, you know, be on here. There's going to be a little bit of discussion about uh, anxiety and depression, postpartum depression as well, uh, single motherhood and some of the mental health struggles that comes with that. But I do want you to know that the episode is a hopeful discussion as well as links in the description box for those that may be needing those or if you would like to share this episode with those that may be in need or struggling just to let them know they are not alone and this is going to be a beautiful story of how survivors can thrive no matter what our stories may be filled with so thank you so much to all my listeners and thank you for andy for being here Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. So (laughs) awesome. Okay, so let's get started. I'm Mandy with Tarot and Healing with Mandy. And today I'm really super excited to have a beautiful soul here. And we're going to be talking about, you know, mental health and other stuff that I'm really excited to have here on my podcast. Um, I totally can resonate with some of the stuff we're going to be talking about today. But um, so my beautiful soul that's here today is Andy Ochoa, and she's a recent uh, graduate from the University of New Mexico. And so definitely um, I'm super thankful that you are here to uh, just, you know, share some light on something that is, you know, it's everywhere. It doesn't matter what what country, what city, what state. This is something that is real and but something that can be uh, not shared about as much um, because it's it can be a sticky uh, conversation, especially when you don't feel like you have the resources, the tools, the the people around you that make you feel safe. So we're going to be talking about all of that. And also, um, let me just share that at the end, um, there is in the description box going to be some resources and some some links that anyone that's listening feels like they uh, resonate with anything that is spoken today. There's going to be, um, you know, a pregnancy support number. There's going to be other uh, director of financial assistance for single mothers. It's going to be um, Andy's own uh, website um, and also her email for those that would also like resources there in the Albuquerque area. I'm also going to be having, um, I'm going to have a link there as well. Since I am in the Dallas area, I'm going to have a uh, some support there for, the, for those that may be in the Dallas area as well. So let's go ahead and jump into it, Andy. I want you to go ahead and just, you know, share a little bit about yourself before your story you know, uh, who you are as a woman, who you are as a person, who you are there in the New Mexico area, Albuquerque area, and, um, you know, what are, what are your hobbies as well? And then we'll go ahead and jump into your own story. So go yeah. for it. Yeah, that all sounds great. And thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited and happy to be here. Um, so yeah, my name is Andy. I'm a recent graduate, um, like you said, from the University of New Mexico. 
I have my master's in mental health counseling. I also have my bachelor's in psychology and family child studies. Um, I recently started my own mental health private practice with uh, my business partner, Joel Hernandez. Uh, our business is called the Land of Manana Counseling. Um, for me personally within counseling, I'm super passionate um, with working with survivors of trauma, anyone going through major life transitions, single mothers, as well as um, mothers postpartum, whether they're experiencing mental illness or not. I think that um, that therapeutic support is super important. Um, I love incorporating somatics and mindfulness into my work. Um, and yeah, I've lived in Albuquerque my whole life. Um, I have a deep love for like the community and the culture here. Um, and I'm so happy to be in a field where I can give back to my community and help heal my community because there is so much mental health issues and struggles here. Um, and yeah, I'm a single mother myself. Uh, I personally, I love being in nature. I love to go hiking. Uh, me and my son go on basket walks all the time. It's kind of one of our favorite things to do together. Um, outside of that, I love working out, yoga, um, you know, hanging out with my family, those kinds of things. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy that you're able to, um, you know, you, you went into something that you were passionate about. You went into something that is 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 a huge, um, you know, a story that that so many have. Um, and for yourself as a single mother, it's like you your your story is deeper because you've been there, you've gone through things, and I for me, I personally feel that that really brings awareness in a in a, in a more heightened manner and way because people can connect with those that know they've gone through it and they felt it. And so it becomes more of a, of a, a connection for me. I feel um, personally with myself going through the things that I've gone through, being able to reach out to those that not only are professional, but also they've been there and knowing that it's deeper, it's in a deeper level and you feel more understood. And so you can go ahead and go into your own, uh, you know, sharing your own story. What what made you uh, come to this place where you felt, you know, this is what I want to do. This is my passion. Um, instead of, you know, there are those that share their story, and then there are those that go deeper in, like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm going to not only share my story, um, but I'm going to help those that are ready to, you know, come out of of, the, of that darkness and feel like there there is support there. There is tools there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say about. Um kind of what you commented on earlier about like having um, someone that's gone through a similar experience as you. I find that so often when I'm working with mothers, um, I don't always like disclose that I'm a mom to my clients, but if they're also a mom, I'm like, oh, I'm a mom too. Um, there's like, they almost give like this breath of relief, like, okay, mm. um, you know, I have this safe space to talk about the struggles of motherhood and I'm not going to be judged or, um, you know, this person understands like being a mom is hard. So um, yeah, just commenting on that. But my own story, um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of struggled with anxiety and depression throughout my whole life. It kind of especially peaked in like middle slash high school for me. Um, and I think a big part of that was like not really being comfortable in my true self. And I think that contributed a lot to the anxiety. Um, th there were times in high school where I, I couldn't even do a presentation. Like I would freeze up and like run out of the classroom. Uh, I couldn't finish tests. And like I knew the information. I was almost failing um, out of high school at one point because I was struggling so hard because my anxiety um, really just would completely take over. Um, and so what really inspired me within that is my own, my school counselor, as well as one of my teachers, uh, Miss Nineman, um, they really advocated for me and like saw that, like I had teachers that would say I was faking it because I didn't know. Um, and they were like, no, like she, she's really struggling and they really advocated for me and helped me. Um, so I think just having that support for myself really inspired me. 
Uh, and I knew early on like that I wanted, I've always been super interested in like human behavior. So that's kind of what led me to studying psychology for my bachelor's degree. Um, and during my time during my bachelor's degree, I volunteered at the Children's Grief Center of New Mexico, um, where I would like lead support groups for children who had experienced mm-hmm. recent loss. Um, and it was really hard work, like seeing these little babies go through so much pain so early on in life. Um, it really does break your heart. But I also I found so much fulfillment and like watching them heal, especially like as a group together um, and being a part of that process and providing them the tools and resources that not only the children needed, but the families needed. Um, that like that work brought me so much joy. I always felt so fulfilled when I left there. And that's when I knew that like I wanted to get deeper into this work. Um, and so I started pursuing my master's degree at UNM for mental health counseling. Um, and during the time that I was, pers- I wasn't a mom yet at this time. Um, so I applied for the program, found out I was pregnant. Um, I literally hid my pregnancy in my interview to get my master's degree because I was like, oh, I for some reason thought like if they see I'm pregnant, they might not let me in. Um, and so then my son was two months old and I started I started school and then I became a single mother. So um, that's kind of like what led me down the road of like really loving to help moms was like going through that experience in myself and seeing that like moms kind of. I mean, I think if you're not a mom, you can definitely help someone through this. But I think I've noticed that moms really, like you said, it's really nice to have someone that you know can relate to your story um, in a certain way. So that's what's really um, led me to loving working with mothers. I absolutely love it. Awesome. Yeah, that I I love the fact that you, um, you know, being a single mother, uh, you you've lived it and but not only that is you have a story that is beyond um I, I just I love it like you know the contemplating um and 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 knowing that you were coming on to do this to do the podcast episode it just it filled me with so much like joy and because I know that when you're in the midst of whatever it is that 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 we struggle with or deal with with our own lives whatever it is whether it's mental health whether it um because I feel like mental health is is connected to so much um even though it may not look like it's the main focus so you know with my own personal story and 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 escaping a coal and and having to move away as a single mother my (laughs) on the outside, it looked like, oh, this is someone who left religion. This is somebody who walked away from this, uh, this environment that was very, uh, toxic and abusive, but mental health was at the core of that. Like, and that, and that's something that I wouldn't have thought about. I thought, oh, well, my, my main thing is I I left this, this environment, but I wasn't, it wasn't really revealed to me that, my mental health was at the core of that in the midst of it. When I walked away, if I, I, I just, you know, and it wasn't until I was able to connect with, with a safe place and support. And that's one of the links that I'll have in the description box was when it hit me that my mental health had just, it had been the core of, of what was going on. And if I can go in there and have the resources and have the tools and have the help and have the support to help me in my own mental health, then I can, I can thrive. I can thrive. Like I don't have to stay in my story that was extremely horrific. And so um, knowing that you were able to to find that and know that it's out there, it just brings us a relief. And so I'm so thankful that you um, 
you know, you're on your own journey and going beyond your story to, to go deep into the core, which is mental health. I really believe that's a huge, that's the, the core of it. And so, um, there was something that, um, I really liked that you said about, um, specifically with mental health was the single mothers and then also postpartum. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that is extremely, um, beneficial and and really need it because you know as for myself my my mother struggled with postpartum depression after she gave birth to me and I seen um like the hearing the stories of what happened um it was very in-depth and not having the help there it was really really sad and so I think that you having that as well is um is big it's needed so um what is it um, like with postpartum, like, is that in your, uh, in your, like your counseling with the manana counseling? Is that, is this something that like postpartum, um, like mothers can, can go to? Yeah. Yeah. So I've taken a few, um, trainings on like supporting mothers postpartum. Um, so yeah, that's something that I do within my own work. It's something that like, again, even if they're not like suffering with like severe postpartum depression or anxiety, I think, just having that mental health support, like you said, it's connected to everything. Mm-hmm. And so much changes when you become a mom. Like your hormones are completely different. You're in a new body. You have this little human that you're supposed to be taking care of all while you're healing yourself. And literally, I mean, at least for me personally, like after I became a mom, I just I feel like a, I felt like a completely different person. You have to find yourself again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that, like you said, mental health again, it's at the core of everything, and it's such a big component of that. So yeah, I love helping mothers postpartum, whether there's depression and anxiety present, or it's just, again, one of those huge life transitions that sometimes that extra support um, can go like such a long way. And I feel like that's almost shamed within, at least, I mean, I can't speak for other cultures, but like within American culture is like, you know, you're supposed to become a mom and snap back and go back to work and do everything you were doing before. And it's like, where is the room for you to, you're literally becoming, it's like you become a completely entirely new person in the span of um, I, I feel for me, it feels like a day. I feel like pregnancy is like one transition for you. And then you give birth to that baby and you leave the hospital <laughs> and yep. a completely different person. And going through that transition is huge. Um, so I think again, like I said, having that support is like fundamental to that. Yeah. And then you, it's you, you saying that it's like you give birth and then you go home, you know, two, three days later. And a lot of times these mothers are left alone. Like, you're what you're you you're in this in this hospital where you might have nurses and people that are taking care of you and then two three days later you're a for many they're alone you know and it's so deep you know um you know thinking about my own mother's story and knowing like that's how it was it's just so sad so I'm so glad that we're in a better place I feel like we're in a better place today um in you know where there there's more uh it's talked about more and it's not something that's like oh you just had a baby why are you not happy and it's not that you're not happy it's it's medically like mentally going something is going on it's not just that I'm not happy or I'm not bonding with my child it's deeper than that so um I just love the fact that you know uh you you talk on not only the single motherhood but also what's involved with the postpartum. So, uh, what do you, what do you feel like, uh, managing those that feel like they have to manage trauma and raising a child or managing mental illness 
and having to raise a child and 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 it's like they're not feeling like they're supported they're not feeling like they have have the help yeah I think that's such a huge thing because I mean if you think about humans like historically we haven't raised babies the way that we're raising babies today like we kind of grew up in these smaller villages or like community type environments. Like you weren't, you didn't give birth in a hospital and then go home and stay cooped up alone and you couldn't mm. move. Like there was, there was people there cooking for you and helping you. And you really like the mother's job was to rest and hold her baby mm. and nurse. And there was people taking care of everything else. And so I think that creates um, a lot of the mental health struggles that we see today with mothers. I mean, um, I was looking at the statistics earlier and like one in, I think, I believe it's like one in five women um, experience some sort of postpartum mood disorder. So whether that's depression, anxiety, um, or psychosis. And then that gets even, that statistic gets even bigger when we're looking at um, women of color, which is three in five women. Um, And so I think, you know, mothering through mental illness or trauma, um, especially if you're lacking that support system, it comes down to a few things. Um, for me personally, I have a great support system, so I want to acknowledge that. But for me personally, um, you know, I did have to um, be a parent through a lot of trauma and through, um, you know, coping with all of that. And so the biggest thing for me was self-care. And I think that has become such a cliche thing in our society. Like you say self-care and you think of someone, um, you know, with a face mask on and a bubble bath, drinking something <laughs> or something. Uh, but it's so much more than that. There's actually like six components of self-care, which is physical, so that can be like drinking enough water, going to your doctor's appointments, taking your vitamins, eating enough food every day, um, your mental slash emotional self-care. So that that could be allowing yourself to feel your emotions, um, going to therapy, social self-care, lifestyles that's like creating structure and routine, creating goals for yourself, uh, creative self-care and spiritual self-care. And the biggest thing for me and the biggest thing that I've noticed that has helped the mothers that I work with is finding those small pockets of time where you have that self-care for yourself. And it can, I think it creates a world of a difference in being present and um, patient with your child, because uh, I think those are some big components, especially of single motherhood is like, if you're burnt out at the end of the day, your kid's throwing a tantrum, you had a long day at work, you still have to cook dinner, get them to bed and do who knows what else when they go to sleep. Um, you're like at the end of your rope. But I think if you're creating those little pockets of self-care for yourself in a day, um, you know, it's still hard. I want to acknowledge that, but it also, it makes it a little bit easier. It gives your, you get a little bit of a bigger bandwidth to, um, I think, manage the emotions that are coming up for you and for your child. So um, for me personally, that look, I get up at 530 every day um, and that took a while to get there because <laughs> I love to sleep. Um, so I go to bed early. I get up at 530 every day and I just spend, I spend most of that time in bed before my child gets up, but I'm meditating or I journal or I just drink my coffee in silence and enjoy Mm -hmm. that. Um, You know, I might do yoga at the end of the day. I literally create a self-care schedule for myself of like what I'm doing each day that's caring for myself. Again, even if it's five minutes, um, Mm -hmm. I think that creates a huge difference. And then also, um, I think one of the great things about social media is that we have the ability to sort of create our own communities in our own village. So maybe you don't have a lot of family around or friends that can support you. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I'm in a lot of groups on Facebook that are like for single mom support. There's even a Reddit group. um, It's called breaking, breaking mom. I think where moms can go on there and vent about being a mother. And there's so Mm. much support on there for you with other moms. Um, 
there's small groups, there's play groups that you can go to. So if you feel completely alone, um, there is avenues and resources for you to find, um, you know, that, that social support and those people to be around other moms um, or just people experiencing the same thing. And I think, I think also community is just a huge, huge thing about um, like postpartum mental health and mental health and being a parent. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things that I found have been the most helpful and the most um, important. I love, I love how you uh, say your little self-care, um, you know, list or whatever to help you to know, like, what am I doing today to care for myself? I love that so much. And I think that being a newly mother, like a new mother or a new, especially a new single mother, um, you don't even think about that. You know, you're, you're just so completely focused on your child, which is, you know, what you want to do and it's beautiful, but you don't feel like nobody's really focusing on you. And if you try to focus on yourself, you could feel that stigma of shame and guilt. And like, it's not about me anymore, but it is because you are connected, you know, to your child, your child is connected to you and Mm -hmm. it, it, it feeds off of that, you know? And so we both need that, uh, that attention, it doesn't yeah. go away. You know, it's not supposed to go away. But again, when we feel like we don't have that support, then we feel alone. And then that's when, you know, it can turn into a deeper, um, you know, especially in our minds. And, and, um, but for you, what, what would you, uh, you know, you be becoming a young mother at the age of 21 and, and um, what would you say uh, helped you, um, you know, break out of your own shell and find yourself or what, was there something that was just, you know, huge or monumental in your own journey that kind of um, helped you get through it and, and you would say, bring you to the other side? Yeah, gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really hard for me in the beginning. I mean, my life looked so different um, before I became a mother versus when I found out I was pregnant. Um, and so I think a lot of that just comes down to resiliency for me. And it's like I kind of almost had to break out of my shell because um, as a young mother, as a Latina, as a single mom, uh, and at the time I was very low income, I was on, I mean, I'm still on Medicaid, uh, WIC, all those like social services, you get so much judgment. You get judgment when you go down to those offices um, to get food for you and your kid. You get judged when you go to the doctor's office and they see that it's just you there alone. Mm. Um, you, you get judgment when you're out with your kid and someone looks at your hand and sees you don't have a wedding ring. And I guess I, I you know, I really could have let that make or break me. And I just decided that like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to persevere past this stuff. And it wasn't an easy journey, but um, it almost just kind of happened. Like, I almost just feel like I, I kind of had to like force myself to bloom in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for me, but for my son, uh, you know, I think mental health, especially again, like I said, struggling with mental health when you're trying to be a parent is so hard. And I just, I kind of refuse to let myself fall back into that dark space. Um, you know, I suck. I seeked out therapy myself. I have a great support system. I'm so I'm so lucky to have such a supportive and loving family. Um, I have some really great friends. So I think all of those components together really helped me break out of my shell and kind of break out of that um, kind of dark space that I was in before um, becoming a mother and during that like kind of transitional phase of becoming a mom, becoming a single mom all while I was in graduate school. It was a lot, but I think the resiliency through that really created the person that I am today. Awesome. I'm so thankful that you were able to find that for yourself because now you get to, um, 
you know, show others, whether it's through them connecting with you and working with you, or just those who, you know, hear your story today that you may never connect with, um, just to know that we have that inside of us, each and every one of us, nobody has, nobody is, you know, more special than someone else. We all are, are, have that inside of us and we are able to get to the other side. Um, It may seem, you know, that all our journeys are different and to get to that to that part in our life where we feel like, damn, you know, I made it, I made it. And, and I went through it and I have my story, but I made it. And we all have that power, that strength inside of us. And sometimes that comes through, you know, connecting with those that you feel drawn to, to connect with in whatever form it looks like for them. But we have that inside of, inside of us all. And so that can be this power to know that, you can do this. We can all do this. Connect with those that you feel drawn to do, you know, find those resources. And again, a lot of those links are going to be in the description box, but I do want to ask you about, um, your own, um, you know, your, your clinic that you opened up there in Albuquerque, um, just in case somebody is listening here and they are in that area or other resources in your area that you know about, um, how can they connect, um, you know, to, to, to find you or to find your, um, the partner that you opened up your practice there. And, and yeah. The yeah. So like I said, our practice is called land of manana counseling. Um, so I sent you our website link, so I'm sure that'll be under the description. They can also email me at, um, info at land of counseling.com. Um, and yeah, we're a small private practice. We like just opened up a few months ago. Uh, like I said, I personally love working with survivors of trauma, any life transition, mothers in general. Um, my partner, Joel, he has experience working with eating disorders. Um, he does like solution and strength-based counseling. So really finding his client's strengths, like through the hardships that they're going through. And one of our biggest, um, I mean, the reason that we started our this like fresh out of grad school, which is kind of taboo and can actually be looked down upon in the mental health community. A lot of people think that you need to go through the trenches and like work in community mental health and be underpaid and overworked um, before you're allowed to get to this spot where you have like kind of freedom within your career. Um, And we were just, we didn't want to, that wasn't going to be our story. Um, You know, we, we didn't, we think, I think, you know, as a therapist, you have to take care of your own mental health. And if I'm being overworked and barely making enough to pay my bills or take care of me and my son, how great of a therapist am I going to be versus when I have con- full control and autonomy over the types of clients that I see, um, how many clients I feel like I have the bandwidth to see, um, you know, as well as like paying ourselves fairly um, right. based on what insurance is reimbursing. I feel like we can be the best mental health clinicians that we can be. Um, and our vision is to eventually, you know, be able to hire other therapists and we want to create a co-op where we're all part owners of this and get get fair wages and get a say in what's going on where we work. Um, because I just think that's so fundamental. So if there's any other therapists listening or people in school, just know that you do have control over your career. Um, you know, don't buy into the stories that you're told about, um, you know, kind of having to be overworked and you're going to reach burnout at three years. You have control over that, even if it's looked down upon and you're told you're not. I think that's so important. Um, and as far as postpartum resources, I do have a great list for Albuquerque. I created it um, as I started working with more clients who were experiencing, um, whether they were pregnant and they were doing well mentally or if they were experiencing postpartum depression or any type of birth trauma. Um, so on that list, I have support groups. So there's there's two different virtual support groups. Uh, and, you know, that can be a way to find your community, too. There's there's 
um, like almost every state um, or there might even be international ones where there is a support group for postpartum depression or just new parenting. Um, I have a few community resources of so places that will do um, They'll do home visits. Some of them bring toys for your baby and teach you about the development of your baby. They'll assess you for postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. um, they'll educate you and aid parents on establishing healthy attachment with their infant. That can be a huge thing within um, postpartum mood disorders is like not feeling connected to your baby and they can really help with that. That's growing up New Mexico that does that specifically. Um, some places get free baby clothing, free diapers. They offer classes. Um, the Leche League is great for, and that's that's all over, but I specifically have the link for the Albuquerque one. They have lactation support groups, um, free lactation consultants, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, New Mexico WIC, they can give food benefits for low-income pregnant women, breastfeeding women, infants and children up to five years old, um, and then mindful movement and wellness. Um, it's actually something really cool that I found here in New Mexico is like they have all sorts of fitness classes, um, and they let you bring your children and they can stay in the room with you um mm. you're doing that and again I think you know when we looked at the six you know parts of self-care physical is one of those um I think that can be really hard to find postpartum so knowing that there's like this um place where everyone's bringing their children and again another place for you to build community meet with other mothers meet with potentially other single moms um and bring your children along with you it's I think it's great oh my gosh thank you so much for all of that information yeah. that sounds so um it's going to be so helpful. And, um, you know, there's so, so many other resources all over that there is the help there, like the support is there. Mm -hmm. And I just want everybody to know that, you know, <clears throat> that it's there and, and, and people are there, resources are there. And that's the thing is when we, you know, feel alone, it's almost as if it's like, well, what's the use, you know, what's the point? And, and I've been there and I know, um, being on the other side as well for me, I just know that it's possible for us. And so I'm just extremely thankful that, um, for what you're doing, Andy, um, I know that it's going to be, you know, bigger, it's going to just get bigger and bigger because, mm -hmm. you know, as people connect and as people, um, find that support and feel the safety it just, they be, they blossom and they grow. And not only does it help them and change them, it, it, it goes beyond, it goes to their own children. It goes to those that they're connected to. It goes into the rest, to their lineage, even, you know, um, in a holistic manner, you know, in the spiritual manner, it goes into their lineages. It brings healing in so many more areas as well. So I love it, love it, love it. Thank you so 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 much do you have anything else you want to share or anything before we end it yeah I just I do want to say that there are some positives to being a single mom and so I don't want it to all feel so negative just yes. because if anyone out there is listening maybe they're stuck in a shitty situation and they're you know they're debating like do I want to be in this relationship do I want to become a single mom and they might you know they might hear some of these things and think oh <laughs> that sounds really hard. And it is. And I want to acknowledge that. But I also want to acknowledge that um, for me personally, and for a lot of the people that I work with and speak to, being a single mother is a hundred, a hundred times better and healthier for not only you, but for your children than being in a shitty relationship, an abusive relationship, an unhealthy situation where you and your child don't feel safe or happy. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that like, yes, being a single mom is hard, but it's a lot harder to be um somewhere where you can't feel safe, where you can't feel happy or be your true self. And so I just want to give that encouragement to anyone out there who's 
not in the best situation and is debating if they should leave or become a single mom, I promise you there is support out there. There are people who care. There's people who understand who are going to listen to you and you won't you won't be alone. It might feel sort of lonely, but it doesn't have to. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that, that there are benefits to being a single mom. It's not all horrible. Um, and, you know, don't keep yourself in an unhappy, unhealthy situation um, out of fear of being alone because you will be okay. And moms are superheroes and you can do it. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, that's so that's so beautifully said, you know, and I, the link that I'm going to have as well in the in the description boxes from uh, Genesis Support Center. Um, I'm I'm not sure if they have them like everywhere outside of the Dallas area. But if you are in the Dallas area, they do have that. And that's actually the support center that helped me. They're, they're going to help with domestic violence, um, getting out of any kind of um, emotional abusive situation, uh, psychological abuse situation. For me, it was emotional abusive situation that was able to, to help me to not only have the support in that, but to know that I was going to be okay. And exactly what you said, you know, you can do this. You can, you, you can be okay. It, it can work out, you know, and moving away and being on my own. I wasn't a single mother um, for the first half of my kid's life, but um, then having to go from being in a relationship and then becoming a single mother, like mm-hmm. that's a whole different story in itself, you know, cause it's like <laughs> you, you've had the support for the, this many years and then you walk away and you're just like, where the fuck is the support at? It's like, I'm not even used to this. I don't know what to do. You know, you feel yeah. like a deer in the headlight. Like, I don't know what to do. And so um, you can even, you can cope and make it through that situation. I'm proof because, you know, finding the support of, even though it wasn't a physical abusive situation, it was still emotional abusive situation mm-hmm. and an environment. And so knowing that even in that, I could be validated. Even in that, I could be heard and be supported and be helped. And that was a major breakthrough in my life, knowing that even though to me it didn't seem as bad, that was what I believed. So I thought I couldn't have the support or I couldn't have validation because other people had it worse. And that was what I was going on, what was going on mentally in my mind. And so being able to break through that and find somebody, a center, a support place that was able to say, you still matter. Your story mattered. Like it is still abuse. And so having that was just, it, it was what I needed. And it was medicine to my soul. And I was able to begin the journey of healing and begin the journey of comfort validation and having the my story today which is um we I did it I made it and you know my children are now teenagers and my son's about to graduate high school here in you know about six seven months I think you know and and knowing that he's he's cared for and taken care of he he may not know this my story today of how deep it was but he knows that today his mama is happy his mom is safe and at the end of the day that's what matters the most exactly yeah yeah I'm so happy to hear that you were able to find that support and like you said um just because the abuse isn't like physical it's still it still really affects you and like you said your your child and yours safety and happiness is like the number number one thing most important thing 
Yes, definitely. And so I'm so glad you shared all everything you shared. I'm just I'm so I I feel so honored to have you um, speaking because you shared so your story, first of all, is just is it's, it's big it's big and it and for you to to go beyond that and and now doing this deeper work with you know people that are connecting with you and that are going to connect with you i am super excited for you for what's coming for you and i just and i thank you for what you are doing and for your passion and for your love and for for your hard work congratulations <laughs> on all of the hard work that you have, you, you know, you've done to get where you're at today. It's big, you're seen, and a lot of people are going to um, be thankful for your, for your story as well. So thank you so much, Andy. I'm super excited uh, for your future. And um, yeah, thank you guys. Um, I'm going to have um, all those links in the description box. So definitely reach out to those that you may need. And you are not alone. So, Andy, have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for for being here. Yeah, th- thank you so much for having me. I feel super honored to be here. Um, before I came on, I was thinking like, wow, my younger self would have never thought I'd be on a podcast talking about these things. And I, yeah, this feels like so amazing to me. So I just, I feel so honored to be here. Uh, and thank you for sharing your story and just for having me. Uh, and yeah, I really appreciate it. And um, I appreciate everyone who's listening. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye.